0: On this episode of the podcast, we're going to give you our top five all-time Houston Texans. And we're joined by a special guest in the building, former Houston Texan, Mr. J.J. Moses. I remember one time um, I was speaking at an
1: event. I know you guys got to close it up, but I was speaking at an event at high school and um, they were introducing me because J.J. was coming in later on, and I was supposed to be the MC to introduce J.J. So the presenter who introduced me said, we have a Houston Texans with us this evening. We have the one and only J.J. And everybody just ruptured. Oh, yeah! And then he said, Moses. And, man, I'm talking about the whole entire gymnasium just got quiet. And I'm like, man, this dude set
0: me up. (laughs) JJ, who? Moses. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast. The ultimate sports talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new channel sports podcast. My name is O. Annie, the one and only. We have a special show in store for you today. We have a good show in store for you today. But before we get into that, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do me a favor and subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available you can also go to our website newchannelsports.net you can subscribe there that's new channel spelled nu give us a follow on instagram give us a follow on twitter check out our youtube page you can also check it out on afro vibes tv download the Roku app so you can see our wonderful faces there we're there once a week we like to talk sports if you haven't noticed but go ahead and check us out we're doing a lot of Good things. I am joined by my co host, the phenomenal one. Hey, Chris. What's the deal, bro? What's good, bro? You got a lot of energy in your tone. Hey, there. man, I'm joined by a motivational speaker today. So I'm, try, I'm trying to amp it up a little I bit. I appreciate I am motivated. No, we ain't talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking about you. We are talking about a former Houston Texan punt returner extraordinaire. Motivational speaker Mr. JJ Moses is hold in on, the- you better you better put wide receiver on that man's name Hey thing. man what Hey you Hey look 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 let me let JJ look on let me let JJ speak real quick J- Mr. JJ Moses is hey. in the house Wow.
1: <laughs> I'm ready to run a kickoff and a public turn back to the house, baby. Let's get it. Man, I am so honored to connect with y'all brothers, man. And it's an honor to be here at y'all house. And uh, thanks again for the invitation. No
0: problem. No problem. Let me go through your bio real quick, okay? This is the so people who don't know for some reason. They'll know Mr. J.J. Moses. Let me go through your bio real quick. So you played, started playing in the NFL in 2001. You were a kick returner and punt returner. Primarily, those are your roles. You started playing. Did you start playing for the Scottish Claymores, or was that part of the process?
1: That was part of the process. I okay. started up with the Kansas City Chiefs from Iowa State. Okay. And uh, kind of went on my little navigational tour throughout the league, and uh, Scotland Claymores was a team that the Kansas City Chiefs allocated me towards Like during the offseason. Normally, that's where they'll – take a player that they're trying to develop, and then once they feel like they're ready for competition in the National Football League, then they'll bring them back over. So mm. certain players have been to the Scotland Claymores. For an example, Dante Hall, who's Ooh. originally from Houston, the year before, they had allocated Dante Hall to the Scotland Claymores. Kurt Warner has been crossed over there to play, I think, maybe for the Scotland Claymores. I mean, there have been... Numerous of guys, maybe it wasn't the Claymores, but they were all a part of the, um, you know, the European team that they send us over to tour. So it's been a lot of players uh, that have went over there to play, gain experience,
0: to develop, gain some confidence. Oh man, that's that's hell interesting because yeah. Kurt Warner, uh, Dante Hall, those are like probably two of my more favorite athletes. Not of all time, but yeah. you know people that I really, really. When I look at them, they have definitely done something in this league. Kurt Warner's, oh yeah, dude. yeah, oh yeah. F- for sure, for sure. <laughs> they made a movie about Kurt Warner. <laughs> you know, I was like, what's the way for Mr. JJ Moses' movie to come out real quick, man? <laughs> all right, so you play for the Green Bay Packers, you play for Chicago Bears, and like I mentioned earlier, you are a motivational speaker. You've been doing that for about fifteen years now. Dive into that a little bit.
1: You know, it's it's one of those things where I, I, I found my knack, my purpose in life, mm. and. Being in professional sports You know We've always been identified As an athlete And I think the toughest Transition Part of it Is to discover What's my purpose Outside of the NFL Right What am I created for Why did God create me Mm. And uh, out of the blue I began to get Little small invitations JJ can you come and speak To the Boys and Girls Club JJ can you come and speak At a local church And uh, I started You know Motivating and inspiring people And uh, you know Started getting more and more requests. And before I knew it, it became a thing where I was like, man, this is my passion. Mm. This is how God has wired me. And so I've been doing this, going out, motivating, speaking at companies, businesses, you name it. And uh, I have a great time doing that.
0: Uh, yeah, I saw some of the companies you actually went and motivated. Uh, Most of our are the, the Fortune 500. I mean, you've been a lot of places motivating people for sure. Thank you. It's an honor. And the way I look at it, and I know a lot of times when you think of a
1: motivational speaker, you sometimes think, ah, this is a gimmick. This guy's trying to just always be positive. But I think the main thing of what I've come out of it is, I'm an, I try to be an influencer. I try to prepare others to win in life, whether well, it's preparing a person to win in their career, mm. preparing a person to win in their relationships, preparing a person to win in the classroom, preparing a person to win in real estate, preparing a person just to have an overall winning mindset. And so that's my lane in life is to help individuals to have a winning mindset in every area of their life.
0: You see, I love that J.J.'s on because I'm telling you, my wife, see wife, she always comes. To, I'm telling you why. When I come in, she's like, what y'all doing up here? <laughs> see, we, we trying to motivate y'all. That's hey, what it is. That's the, it ain't no gimmick, bro. Yeah. I mean, let me let me rephrase that. With some people, yeah. it's definitely a gimmick. But from the very first day I met this man, I'll never forget. I told my wife, this is the most. Positive, nicest man I've ever met in my life. Yeah, like there's is, this is an aura about you. Like I you just, agree. you are just a. Hey, hey, I don't want to use your. I know you're the phenomenal one. This, calm down. <laughs> don't I, you better find <laughs> another <laughs> word, bro. There gonna be some furniture moving. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. You are an exceptionally nice person. You're very inviting, and I just, you know, since the first day I met you, I'm like this. This dude is is about that life. So if you tell me you're a motivational speaker, I can already see it now. I'm gonna have you never on speed dial from now on. All right. Before that's I it, work out, set I'm calling JJ Moses. <laughs> <laughs> Before I do anything, I'm calling Mr. JJ Moses. All right. All right. So, what else I want to go with on you? Um, well, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. But oh yeah, I do want to go with one more thing. During your playing career, you're you're five six. You're listed as the shortest player in the NFL at that time. What what does that do for your mindset? Does, does it do anything for your mindset? Does it? Want wanna make you work harder? Or does it want to make you prove people wrong? Did it put a chip on your shoulder? How how did that in- influence your, your your career?
1: You know, being 5'6, it, it was always a situation where I had to get it up out of the mud, so to speak. Nothing was given to me. Right. You know, a lot of times I'll see an athlete and they're six foot five and they're six foot six. And when you look at them, you're like, man, you were created to play sports. Like you're supposed to dominate. And so, when you see a guy that doesn't fit the standards, that defies the odds, to me, that's the story because you have to realize that there was not, it wasn't given to us. Right. And so, I, 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 I've always been inspired by individuals when they make something out of nothing. And so, growing up, I really didn't have a lot of um, individuals that said, Hey, you're going to make it into the NFL. Matter of fact, it was the complete opposite. You know, there were times where, You know, I heard people tell me that I was too small. Um, I had people tell me that there's no way you're going to make it. I was always the shortest guy Mm. playing in high school. I was the shortest guy in college. And when I made it into the pros, I was always the shortest guy in the pros. And so it was one of those things where I think it humbled me and it made me to rely on my faith. It made me to rely on my work ethic and uh, being the best person I can be. And I think when I combine all of those skill sets, it kind of exploded and allowed me to kind of fall into the National Football League and created opportunities for me.
0: And I want to ask a question, because I know we're going to get to our segment, but I want to ask a question, because you brought something about that, that triggered something in my mind. And you talked about how you've been a motivational speaker for now, was it, 15 years now? Um, are you at the point now where... You get asked to speak and people don't even recognize you as the football player, but they recognize you as this wonderful motivational speaker.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, and and,
0: and let me follow that up. What does that feel like? Because that's got to be phenomenal.
1: You know what? I am so thankful that I don't want to be labeled as uh, he was just a former NFL athlete and that's it. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's almost, and you probably heard this scenario, but, you know, I've always looked at it where I want my life to be re- representative of what a windshield looks like. It's big, it's bright, that's my future. And then my rear view mirror is looking at my past, which is smaller. And so I've always had this mentality is to look into my future that it's going to be bigger and brighter. I've always had that belief that I did not want my NFL experience to outshine the future or all the other things that maybe God has in store for me moving forward. And so I've always been this type of uh, way of thinking where, you know, um, when I do go out and speak or if I go out and do an event, there's times where individuals will recognize me. Oh, I remember. You spoke at my middle school or you spoke at this company. And to me, that's more of the fulfillment because, you know, they might say, Man, that was very motivated, or man, that really inspired me. And to me, that's living life in the present, not in the past.
0: That's dope. Do you have a book?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm convinced he has a book. If you don't have a book, you
0: need to write one today.
1: Today. <laughs> so it's ironic you said that. Um I do have a book coming out uh, this year. Uh, my literary agent, they've been shipping my books out to different publishers and all that. And so um, we're excited about that. But to answer your question, yes, I do have a book. Yeah. And uh, it's really, again, giving individuals strategies of how to win in every area of their life. And so, you know, it was one of those things just being able to go out and speaking, you began to like um, tailor your message and you started saying, man, this right here can inspire others. Yeah. Maybe it could inspire, you know, your friend or an individual that's deal- dealing with low self-esteem, a person that feels feels like they've lost a the battle, they made so many mistakes. Or maybe it might be because a person feels like they didn't get the opportunities or they, they were not brought up in the right neighborhood or they might not have the right education. So my book is not a biography of J.J. Moses, but it's a book about how to strategize and to share principles of how to win mm. in every area of their life.
0: Ooh. Dope. So dope, yeah. Dope indeed. Dope. This is, this <laughs> I knew. I'm tell you something. About I knew he had a book. <laughs> you knew that. <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> hey man. Hey, wow. You, you got a good gift of discernment, my hey, friend, take brother. That. You
1: you can see it all. That's <laughs> like, you gotta have a book. <laughs> all
0: right. All right. Let's let's get into the show. We like to do something with our guests. Since you are a guest, Mister Moses, there's a game called Truth or dare new channel sports podcast presents truth or dare now don't get scared man this is not is not a, it's not you know anything to be scared about basically how this works is i'm going to ask you truth or dare mr moses and you're going to say truth or dare if you say truth i'm going to ask you is it true that matt shaw was the greatest quarterback of all, of all time and you can either answer the question or you can pass if i say dare i'm going to dare you to say something and you'd be like no nah, i'm not going to say that. i'm not going to do that i'd rather you know do something else so I'll let the phenomenal one start off with this I, truth or dare question. I have an unfair one, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Do you want me to make it a truth or dare? Because I can make it either. Either one. Or, Go ahead. Either Okay, one, so either. Um, I'm going to make it a dare. I dare you to say that Jacoby Jones is the greatest returner in the history of the Texans organization.
1: Jacoby Jones by far was one of the most exciting return men in Texans history. Um, there have been a lot of great, you know, return men. I mean, there was a guy named Jerome Mathis. Yep. Ooh, that yeah. was phenomenal. I think mm. he might have been there one or two years who made the Pro Bowl. But I, I really feel when Jacoby went to Baltimore, that's when he, he became. Took he that's took why I off. say Houston. Yeah. That's yeah. why I say Houston. He became a household name. And when he won the Super Bowl, I think he took a return back in, in the Super Bowl and then he had a reception. So I feel like his, his whole platform just took off uh, once he got to Baltimore. Uh, but I would say, and then there was another guy by the name of um Andre um uh uh, uh, uh not Andre um what's his name Andre he was from um He had two returns in one game. Yes, that's exactly right. I'm I'm, I'm Andre Andre Davis. Andre Andre Davis. I think it was against the Browns. It was against the Browns. And so Andre had one of the the most, you know, biggest games as a return man. But I definitely would say Jacoby by far, if you were to say he was the best return man in Texas history, you can't go wrong with that. Wow,
0: I'm stunned. I I thought that was going to stump him. I'm surprised you didn't pick yourself, but I'm not surprised based on what we heard prior. You know what I'm saying? I switched it up. But I I have another question. Go ahead. Right. Hey, go ahead. You want me to ask the Yeah, one? Go, ahead, go ahead. All right. So, this one is a, this is where I'm going to get you. All right. I dare <laughs> you to say, uh, my, one of my best friends is from Iowa. All right. I dare you to say that the Iowa Hawkeyes is the best college team in Iowa.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, to paint the picture, how about this? I grew up, went to Iowa State. My whole family went to Iowa State. You know what I mean? I'm still affiliated with Iowa State. And so, it's in my blood that I bleed cardinal and gold. You know what I mean? Iowa State is who I am, what we believe as a family. Now, I do have friends and and um, individuals that I've known that have played for the Hawkeyes, and it's a great program. Kirk Ferris, I thought, has built a, a phenomenal job. Phenomenal but coach. Phenomenal coach, Man. and I just like their culture at Iowa. But in terms of my loyalty and, 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 and seeing the impact and being a part of the Cyclone family for years, Iowa State is always and will always be my favorite team. That's who I am. And so I love, you know, I had an opportunity. My coach at that time was Coach Dan McCarney, and now it's Coach Matt Campbell who's doing a phenomenal job as far as bringing in not only a five culture, but five culture players players that fit the system, guys that no one never even heard about, but then they go out and play at Iowa State and they get drafted. And so, you know, it's amazing to see the impact that Coach Campbell and his whole entire crew has had at Iowa State. So I'm an Iowa Stater for life, big man. Oh, I know. I know that. I
0: know that. But, you know, but you still gave love to the Hawkeyes. I will tell you, visiting Iowa, no offense to you, that Iowa Hawkeye campus and specifically that stadium, And the way it lights up at night, mmm. Oh, it's, um, it's it's nice. It's beautiful. It's real nice.
1: But have you ever had a chance to go to uh, that Jack Trice Stadium well, uh, up north? I, you uh, know, we drove by
0: and we came around. <laughs> <wrong. laughs> try try to cycle
1: Stadium one each he's the to Jack Trice Stadium. You'll be amazed. I mean, they've done a great job with bringing in uh, different facilities, brand new state of the art. I mean, it's almost a a place where I'm like, man, where were these where were these type of uh, machines and 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 workout weights that they had? Uh, they didn't have that point. when we were there, That's and good so. Point. Um, you know, I, I love just overall just being in the state of Iowa, man, and, um, you know, being born and raised so many values I've learned just being up there. And so um, I plan hopefully to get back up to Iowa State and kind of go up to some of the games this year. But my loyalty, big man, is always for the Cyclones.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask you a dare, okay? I can't remember exactly what year it was, but Matt Sharp missed the playoffs for the Texans, and they went to the playoffs and they faced the Ravens, I believe it was TJ Yates that took over. If Matt Schaub doesn't get hurt that year, I dare you to say the Texans would win the Super Bowl that year. So this is truth or dare, right?
1: What is it? So well, is I dare you to say that they would. They wouldn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh. so, you, so you're saying if, Matt, if Schaub, Matt Schaub was healthy. They would have won the Super Bowl yeah. that year? I mean – we all understand that in the NFL, it it takes a little luck at times for teams to get to that final destination. Right. You know, everything, all the stars and moons, all have to be lined up. Sometimes that that injury call, you know, just that injury, that bug, where you know, guys just out of the blue, you, you didn't plan for them to get injured. Now they're injured, and you wasn't really, you weren't um, ready for that adversity, and so. I know that they had a great team during that time, but mm-hmm. to say that they would have won the Super Bowl if Matt Schaub, it's like almost if, if, if. Mm-hmm. And in the NFL, there's no way you can live by the ifs. You know what I mean? Right, right, Because right. I understand that once you start playing certain teams at certain times of the year, you just never know who can get who can get hot. But I, I do believe this. Um, during that time with Matt Schaub and, and that whole entire team from Andre Johnson, Aaron Foster, To um, Owen Daniels, man, they had Kevin Waters, um, man, um, the O-lineman, D-lineman, man, they had a solid team. Mario Williams and J.J. White, I think, was coming up at that time. So they had a solid team during that era. Uh, but to say that they would have won the Super Bowl, I, I I can't say that I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. I will
0: tell you this: if you didn't say that, you would have been my favorite guest of all time. <laughs> you would <ruined> <laughs> have ruined it now. I've ruined it. For me, that's court. my favorite Texans team right. of all time. I right. love love that team. Mm. So
1: what? So go. what did you like about that team? Like what was? Oh it?
0: man, just the grit. J.J. was young, and I thought it was a perfect mix, right? So you had Matt Schaub, who wasn't one of the highest-paid quarterbacks, so the money was spread out throughout the team. You had Aaron Foster, who was playing like balling out. You had Andre Johnson selling his prime. You talk about Kevin Walters. He was still doing really good. And then I I really love the defense, right? They were always able to get people off the field, and they got turnovers. They weren't the best defense, right? But they knew how to get off the field when they needed to, and the turnovers. And I love Gary Kubiak. Like, that is my guy. You Be know, from Houston, hate on yeah. him. But I love you, Gary. If nobody else loves you, bro, I love you. <laughs>
1: you. You know one player that, that, in my opinion, was the spark of that era, and, and we didn't even mention him, but that one player was Brian Cushing. Mm. Brian Cushing was J.J. before J.J. Watt got to Houston. Like, he had that presence where when Brian Cushing stepped out into that stadium, man, when number 56 came out, Man, that whole stadium just—oh my God—he he took it to another level on that defensive side. So, yeah, I, I think that was one of the definitely the greatest moments during that time with the Texans. It was one of the greatest. Yeah. So can you
0: can you go ahead and, and sell something from it? Was Was Brian Cushing crazy? Like, <laughs> because I just want to know. Because he did some things that the like wow, that's only a crazy. result. <laughs> oh, so, so for example, when he—I don't know if you've seen it, but when he cracked. His yeah, head with the with the so I guess what let me I guess to to ask the question not just for Brian because we love Brian but do you have to be a little crazy to play football? Huh. Just like is there something right? Because there's just I, let me give you a story real quick. Um, so oh, and you know the story. I thought I could play wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I was young, so this is not not quite pee wee, but essentially pee wee. I get on the field, I make a catch, I get hit for the first time, and I'm done. When I say done, I mean going home. I never <laughs> want to do this again. I think you got to be a little off to play football. Am I wrong? How about the, the
1: way I would describe it is you you have to have this grit, you have to have the juice, you got to have this confidence. Mm. You got to ha- you you can't be afraid. You it's a man's game where you have to be willing to lay your life down on the line and say, "You know what? I'm going to run through that brick wall mm. and no one is going to stop me from going through it. And, uh, you know, being a return man, just imagine this. Imagine being a return man and you have 11 guys running down full speed that look like hercules mm. and they're praying god allow me to hit this little guy that's 5 <laughs> foot 6 and you know when i see that you know what am i thinking in my mind like there's no way that i'm i'm afraid you you can't be you get exposed and so you know it's 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 this inner belief you got to have this swag you got to have everything because in order to perform at such a high level with all the stakes everyone's watching and and phenomenal players across the board I feel like not you can't not only just being like a screws loose, but you really have to be poised. You got to be confident, and you have to be ready to face adversity right when it hits you. So yeah.
0: So you're saying yes, JJ? That he's crazy? No, I, no, no, I, don't, I, don't,
1: I don't. I don't think Kish. No, I, I I do know one thing. You know, I had an opportunity to work with Cush um, a few years back when, mm-hmm. when they brought us all back on the team. And so for, there were numerous of former players that in that Bill O'Brien era that they had brought back to work on staff from Ryan right. Cushing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Andre Johnson. I think he was one of the assistants to the head coach and general manager. Then you had TJ Yates that was, I think, doing a lot of um, work with the offensive side. And then they brought in myself. Um, I was the director of player development, and then there was uh, someone else. I'm trying to remember who that was, but he was a linebacker. Um, So they had all of us on staff at that time. But anyway, when I had a chance to really kind of connect with Cushing – For the first time and just really getting a chance to know him as a person, man, this guy is probably one of the smartest guys Mm -hmm. that I've ever been around. I mean, his IQ for the game, uh, his passion, his commitment. I mean, even when he was not playing the game, when he walked around the facility, the guy looked like he was about to, man, tackle somebody. I mean, he just carried himself. He was always in shape, but he was always that positive you know, just a good energy to be around. And so, man, I've always appreciated that, you know, getting a chance to know Kush. So who's a better linebacker,
0: D'Amico or Kush?
1: Ooh. Say that again. Who's a better, who's a better linebacker, D'Amico or Kush? Uh. J.J.
0: Watt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good answer. That's how he it. a good answer. He gets it. He ready. He definitely gets it. You know, I got respect for both of those linebackers. Yeah. I think that's the only uh, position where I look at it and be like, wow, who was the better at that Because every other position, I'm like, it's it's kind of yeah. obvious for me. Except mm-hmm. for maybe one. But I maybe one. One position. Yeah. But, but yeah. I
1: do believe D'Amico was that type of guy, and, and, and you probably heard the buzz with his name being a possible candidate yeah. one day. Yeah for an NFL job. And so it shows you. That he was he was one of those things he was one of those personalities where everyone on the team called him Cap. He was just a guy that everybody gravitated towards. Mm. Um, guys respected him inside and outside the locker room. He was somebody that you could totally trust. And um, so, it. I think both players were dynamic at the time. So if you chose one, you could never go wrong with it. So right. you know they were both good at their time,
0: man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me, let me ask you one more question before you go into that. I'm sorry, no know we well, after no, you no. ask your one, I'm gonna get a quick. It was just one. This. Yeah, a, a quick again, a quick answer to it, because we talk about fear. Is there anyone that when you got on the field, you're like, oh snap, he he's on the field with me. Is there anyone that you not necessarily feared, but it was like, man, this this guy's on the field with me. I know this will be a, a long day. It's gonna be a tough day.
1: I remember when I was a rookie. I think with the Kansas. No, no, no. Maybe we were with the Kansas City Chiefs. No, this was my maybe no when I was with the Houston Texans, and uh, this was probably my second or third year into the National Football League, and I, I remember when um, we were um, in a preseason game, and we were um, going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. and at that time there was a, a big time player. Anybody want to guess his name? D Lyman during that time? Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. <laughs> Warren Sapp had this persona and just personality when when the opposing team. Um, was out there practicing, Warren Sapp would actually purposefully walk straight through that where the team was practicing on the field. And just take his time and walk through. I'm like, man, that's Warren Sapp. Nobody's telling him, "Hey, watch out, Warren. You're in a drill." <laughs> you know, they just let Warren just be Warren. I mean, he right. had a, he was vocal. He, he he had that presence where it's like, man, you, you wouldn't want to run up on Warren and, and, and try to uh, you know block him or anything like that. And so, you know, it's it's so many great players, man, and talented guys. But I do recall that as a young player, and I'm only what five six. So, yeah. could you imagine a five foot six guy trying to go in and crap block a guy like him? Or anything like that. There's no, no way, way, man. And so you mm-hmm. let that guy slide say, hey, man, coach, yeah, take me out yeah, of the game. Yeah, I got to yeah. try to do something <laughs> <with him."
0: laughs> That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, the question I had was you've mentioned your size you've mentioned some of the things that you've gone through to even get to the league what's some advice that you give maybe some of the podcast listeners has you know some teenage kids who are either playing football or potentially getting ready to play football what is your advice to the youngsters who are looking to play football not even necessarily NFL maybe high school college whatever it may be uh, on what they need to do to prepare themselves to get to where they want to get to wow
1: that's a load of questions and I can hit it in so many different degrees and angles. But I think one way to answer that is, first of all, trust the process. You know, a lot of times we want instant gratification as a sports player, or you think that, man, now is the time where, you know, I'm ready to get, you know, go to the NFL and, and, you know, I don't have to go to a junior college or I don't have to go to, you know, or go get free agent, you know, not get drafted, but go free agent. But trust the process. Sometimes it's through, you know, going the long way that you appreciate the opportunity when it comes and when it does come you're going to appreciate it you're going to play at a high level so i would tell a lot of times these younger guys just to trust the process wherever area you are in right now make the most out of it don't try to get out of it prematurely Mm. just let yourself develop even if you got to go to a canada team if you got to play semi-pro team even if you have to maybe sit out a year try not to get discouraged because life will happen at times um Another thing is pray. <laughs> you know, you know I, and I and I don't want to throw all this religion and all that but faith has always been a big part of the way that I've been wired and so I've always had a, a prayer and a faith and trusting that there's a higher power which is God and so it was one of those things where there's times where I did everything that I could do. I worked out, I stayed in shape, I was ready, I made the calls, I caught the ball but yet there was no break. There was no opportunity. There were times where I ran the fastest 40-yard time. There was times where I ran a kickoff and punt return, but there was no one to call. There was no one calling me saying, J.J., we want you on your team. Then there's times where out of the blue that opportunity comes. Mm -hmm. And to me, only God can create those opportunities, and that's what he kind of showed me in my life is sometimes he just made ways when there was no way. You know, Remember, I'm from Iowa, and so there's not a lot of – you know, players coming out at five foot six that make it into the NFL. But man, through my prayers and just the faith, I watched how God, man, just opened up the Red Sea, so to speak, for Moses. <laughs> <And> <laughs> hey. It was one of those things where I was like, man, how did it happen? And um, I still remember there was t- when I made it into the NFL and I was, was my first debut of, the, uh, of being there. And I remember just looking up in the sky, man, I'm like, How did this just happen? I remember times when I was praying for this. I remember there was times when it looked the total opposite. It looked like it was never going to happen. You know what I mean? I remember this time last year, I was on the couch. Everybody else was on the NFL, but I was on the couch hoping that an NFL team was going to call me. And then here I am a year later starting kickoff and punt returner for the Houston Texans. And it's like, man it ain't nothing but God that could have done this. And so I I think prayer has been a a vital part of my life. Um, I think it's important to write goals down, to to be strategic. Uh, I read a study that says that 80% of individuals do not write goals down. And sometimes we wonder why dreams and opportunities don't come our way. Maybe it could be if you could start writing your goals down and put them in a place where you can actually see them. I've always been an advocate of writing goals down. And to this day, I write goals down every single, uh, it seems like every single month or so. And I Mm. visualize it. There's been times where in my career, after I played in the NFL, I was looking for a job where I was looking for the next excitement. I remember I wrote a goal down that I wanted to be involved with players and developing guys on the NFL roster. This was back in 2008, so I submitted a proposal to the NFL. I wrote my goals down, did my leg work, and I submitted a proposal. Wrote the goals, saw it. When, one year went by, no, nobody picked up the proposal. Nobody gave me a call from the league office because I was hoping that an NFL team would pick me up and, to help these guys. Second year rolled around, nobody called. Third year, didn't hear nothing. Fourth year, 10 years later, out of mm. the blue. The Houston Texans brought in a general manager by the name of Brian Gain. Brian Gain was looking to fulfill a role from a former player to help and develop a system to help these guys to become pros on and off the field. Out of the blue, I met Brian Gain at an event. We connected a week or two later. He calls me out of the blue and says, JJ, are you interested in developing a program to help these guys to become pros on and off the football field. To me, it all started 10 years ago when I wrote that goal down, I had visualized it, I created a curriculum, and now I was reaping the fruits from what I'd actually visualized myself doing years ago. So to all my young folks or individuals that have a game plan or they want to see things happen in their life, I wanna encourage you is to write those goals down. Put them in a place where you could see it, even if it takes a week, two weeks, three weeks, a year, two years, or ten years in my case, it's always worth the wait.
0: Right. That's what's up, man. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's not it's not speak it into existence. You gotta write it into existence.
1: I like to, and words are powerful, don't Mm, get me wrong. I believe that, but I believe when you take it a step further by actually seeing it, I'm big on visual, Mm. seeing yourself do it, seeing your goals, see it come to pass, see yourself walking into the room and meeting that right person, seeing yourself getting promoted on your job, seeing yourself getting a raise, seeing yourself having a kid, seeing yourself um, raising a healthy child, seeing your loved ones um, that's sick right now being fully recovered, so I'm visual that's the way that I operate I'm I see life the cup half full at times and not half empty and that's the way that I'm wired mm-hmm. but it's always allowed me to have a positive mindset when I can see those things That's
0: right. what's up It is that's dope that's dope. That's, <laughs> dope that's awesome Um all right so we're kind of running short on time here so we're going to get we'll get to our top 5 this is this is a top 5 new channel sports top 5 This is the top five presented by the new channel sports podcast. All right, top five all-time Houston Texans. Okay, I'll go first. We mentioned them earlier. I think D'Amico Ryans has to be in this equation. Number five. Number five. D'Amico Rhines. Top five. I don't know, man. See, I don't know. I think he's one of the greatest linebackers to ever play the game as far as middle linebacker. He's a, a coach now with the, the Central 49ers right now. He's a candidate to be a head coach. And that just tells you a lot about what he was able to do on the football field, not just from a physical aspect, but from a mental aspect. He was very smart on the field. I got to put number five on the Houston Texans all time. Um, Number four for me, I'm going to surprise you guys. Particularly with this position, I don't think he gets enough due for what he did for our organization. Number four for me is Dwayne Brown. Oh, I think Dwayne Brown is wow. phenomenal because when they drafted him, he was everything you would ever want out of a guy protecting the quarterback's blind side. He was here, and he should have been here longer Right, if Bill O'Brien went tripping. <laughs> I'm being serious because he's still playing with the Seahawks, and yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, He was exactly what you would want when you draft a left tackle. He was everything you would ever dream of. He did everything. He was an all-pro here. He doesn't get enough credit, so I'm going to put him on the list. Dwayne, if you're listening, I got you, dog. (laughs) (laughs) JJ, you got number three. So number three, wow, you guys got
1: some great players up there. I think in my top three, man, I can go in so many different directions, and that's a tough one. In terms of body of work, the way that he came in right away and dominated I think I have to go with Hopkins. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. Man, I, I I I mean, man, I mean, because you went from 5-4 to 3 um and to leave Hopkins off the list. Yeah, yeah. I think that would that, that's Ooh. tough. I mean We're going to leave somebody the now. I mean, now so, and 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 but but again, I mean, I st- I still see in <laughs> Jadavion Clowney, you got Mario Williams. You got Brian Cushing. I mean, you got Jonathan Joseph, who was solid Mm. all the way through. I mean, all these guys are, to me, all within that top three that you can kind of interchange and say, man, those guys can be right there in terms of the impact that they had. And then you got the Aaron Foster Mm-hmm. So, I, I, if if there's one answer, I could say I would like to say every guy that I just <laughs> named, and, and there's two guys that I purposely left off, right? But those are all my three in right. one in one level. Those three guys, those those guys that I named earlier, but those are all within that three man. Yeah.
0: Oh man, then I, I got to name Andre Johnson number two. Then he yeah. got to be there, Andre Johnson. You know, you can debate all you want who is the better wide right receiver. Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, but Andre Johnson definitely, he, he exudes what the Houston Texans exactly. were, right? Quiet, very soft-spoken, but when he got on the field, he was ready to go. Ask Corlin Field again about that. He will tell <laughs> you about that for sure. But Andre Johnson's number two for me, man. Yeah, uh, and we left uh, – I'm, 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 D'Amico, I love you, bro. But you do this every time we do top five, bro. I, I gotta put you D'Amico, do this every time. I gotta put D'Amico right is there, man. I gotta put him there, man. not on the list. He's top five, man. If I, was gonna, if I was gonna put defensive player number five, it had to be Jonathan Joseph. He is the greatest... Uh, free agent signing in the history of the Texans organization. He came and did every single thing the Texans wanted. And a lot of people forget we really wanted Namdi awesome watt yes, that year. Yes, yeah, yeah. And did. Namdi, didn't, I think it didn't quite work out. He but didn't pan out. Jonathan Joseph was perfect. But my number one, everybody knows who it is. It's J.J. Watt. It's got to be. J.J. Watt's number one. Um, J.J. Watt's play versus the Cincinnati Bengals was, for me, the single greatest play that I've seen in my lifetime. Because That's the greatest play in Houston Texan history. It's it, one of them. One, it's of them. one of them. No, it's the, it's the greatest. It it really is. It's the it, it really is. It's the greatest play, um, and it's amazing how he just grabbed the ball out of the air. And this is the thing: a lot of us, I remember this specifically when JJ Watt was drafted. If I were in the building, I would have booed, and people did boo. They did because I really wanted Nick Fairley from mm. Auburn because mm. Nick Fairley with Cam Newton at Auburn team, he looked like a filthy player, and that's who I wanted. And he went to the lines, unfortunately. And you know what happens when you go to the lines mm. too often, more often than not. But J.J. is incredible. I think we didn't have a number one in on this list. We would be canceled. New channel would disappear. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be here anymore. It's got to be J.J. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can't go wrong with J.J. at all. I mean, I've never seen an athlete outside of Brett Favre or even the Tom Brady's, but that demanded the attention. Mm. I mean, it was almost like he was he was a star, like he was— the he was the king of pop like when he went anywhere at one time in houston it was like the spot get, got blown up it was like <gasps> jj right. i remember one time um, I was speaking at an event I know you guys got to close it up but I was speaking at an event at high school and um, they were introducing me because JJ was coming in later on and I was supposed to be the MC to introduce JJ so the presenter who introduced me said we have a Houston Texans with us this evening we have the one and only JJ (laughs) and everybody just ruptured oh yeah (laughs) and then he said Moses (laughs) And man, I'm talking about the whole entire gymnasium just got quiet, oh, man. and I'm like, man, this dude set me up. like, oh, JJ, who? Mo Moses. And so I came in, I was like, oh, how hilarious. how am I going to bring this back up? So I had to excite the crowd up again, and then that's when we brought out JJ. White. Oh, that was my yeah. JJ Watt story right there oh. for y'all.
0: That is hilarious. They played you, man. They got, oh, me, they, man. They got you good. All they right, got you. So, our top five, he's Texas of all time, D'Amico Ryans, Dwayne Brown, uh, uh, Hopkins, Andre Johnson, and JJ Watt. One last question for you, JJ. Most free go. This is on the top five. And uh, we, this is our top five, but there, there, is, there is another top five, right? Why do you think Deshaun Watson will not be on this top five, or mm-hmm. will be on the top five, or should be on this top five? What, what is your opinion on that? You know, unfortunately, you know,
1: we all as fans, people that watch Deshaun, you know, we were hoping that, I mean, Deshaun was, in my opinion, he was one of the most amazing, talented players that I've ever seen in terms of just the dynamics of the system. And, you know, I know that how this whole thing panned out and we all feel like, man, we finally found a quarterback to fit the Houston, Texas organization. And, um, I do believe that, you know, that with him now going to Cleveland, this is a great opportunity for him just to just rediscover, you know, and, 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 and to really just play in such a level where he doesn't have to think about a lot of stuff, but to play football, being in Houston, there were so many variables that was probably taking place. And so, You know, I'm excited to see his future, what's in store. I really feel that Deshaun can still dominate. He could probably become one of the best all-time players in the NFL still. I mean, there's there's still so much football left in his career, and I'm excited for him, and so – you know, it's one of those things where I, I just wish him the best. And uh, I know that the best is yet to come for him. And again, um, you know, it's one of those things where we all feel like, man, we wish we could have seen more of number four playing here. But at the same time, things happen. And, um, you know, I just wish, you know, whatever he does in his future holds, that I wish him the best and uh, look forward to seeing what happens this year.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the J.J. Watt interception. And I thought it was the greatest play in Houston Texans history the second greatest play was when Deshaun Watson was hitting the eye and he was able to still throw the ball oh, off yeah. and, and against the Buffalo Bills. So I think that's number one, number two, Mr. Moses, it was an absolute pleasure. This was, this was awesome. Like oh, I, I can't even explain how awesome this was, <laughs> the, the the energy, the aura, everything. I mean, for a man that's five, six, you found, you stand like you're eight feet tall, sir. Oh, I love that. I mean, you, you really do. You really do. I, I really appreciate you being on the podcast and, uh, where can people get, get at you? On Twitter? You got Instagram? Tell the people where they can get you at, reach you at.
1: Absolutely. First of all, thank you guys for the invitation, man. This is an honor to break bread, man. I feel the synergy, man. It's just that thing where you guys made me feel at home. So uh, you can, you know, guys, who, listeners, man, feel free. I'm, I'm on social media um, J, at, at Moses 84 or, you know, Instagram Moses 32 but you know, I'm always around. I'm in H Town. So, you probably, no one would probably recognize me if I was in H Town because I'm only five, six. So, right. if I walked through, they wouldn't say, Oh, that was a football player. So, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of laying low and just motivating others wherever I go, man. Yes, what's sir. What's
0: yes, sir. We do appreciate it greatly to have you on. Whenever you want to be on again, man, just, you have to let me know. Just show up. Just
1: show up. Just show up, bro. <laughs> you got to let Knock me know. Knock on the door. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the New Channel Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did because I enjoyed it thoroughly. If this is your first time listening to us, you can catch us, subscribe to us on any major podcast platform available. You can also subscribe on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's newchannelsports.net. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a follow as well on YouTube. You can also check it out on Afro Vibes Television, myself, Chris Lowe is, is there as well, uh, the one handsome guy and the two ugly ugly guys are on oh, there. Wow. So, um, but you can still oh, catch wow. us there. But anyway, <laughs> I like you showing up with JJ. I like you showing up, bro. I'm not mad. I play it. I I'll play. I I'll play. But you know, you can check us out there. We try to do our thing. Um, I have been the one and only Oenye, joined by the phenomenal one Chris and our special guest Mr. JJ Moses, former Houston Texan. Until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.